just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. I'm back in town in Minnesota, and we have the great benefit of having Ed joining me on the podcast today, and it's always good to hear what Ed has to say. There's a lot of shit going on, Ed, and it's been a while since we talked, so (laughs) we got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, I've been following along. Uh, My wife's been out of town, too, actually in Georgia. Wait a minute. No, <laughs> she, she was in Atlanta. But at any rate, the uh, uh, I've been, you know, kind of haphazard in and out on what was going on on TV while I'm uh, doing other things. But, uh, yeah, it's been interesting to see the, the Trump world come crashing down to a certain extent on several fronts, not just in Georgia, but also in New York. Well, yeah, and and and, and in Florida and uh, all of this shit is pretty amazing. Uh, as to what's going on to Donald Trump. And, you know, I've always said with narcissists and people of his ilk, they will bully and they will win for a time and then they will start to spiral and they will ultimately crash. And now what we're seeing, the crash is imminent. Yeah, I can't wait for the crash, to be honest with you. And it looks like he's going to take the whole family with him. Um, So that'll be interesting. I wonder, uh, this is going to go on for years as they track uh, how exactly uh, Jerry Kushner wound up with $2 billion and, uh, yeah. you know, so many other things, you know, that uh, they're all tied in with all of this stuff that he did and maybe transmitted secrets to other powers. We don't know. You know, well, maybe well, we'll find out. Yeah. Let's talk about the easy one first, and that is what's going on in New York. Uh, we know that Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, has been investigating the fraudulent practices of the Trump organization and those people involved. There's been a lot of a uh, lot of depositions, including with Donald Trump, who pled the fifth, 100, 200, 400 times, whatever, and his kids. So there's been a lot of activity going on. That investigation has gone two years. And I know people don't like things taking a long time, but that's just how it works in the legal system. But now Letitia James comes out and says, okay, I've decided I'm going to sue Donald Trump, his three kids, the executives of the company and the company itself. Uh, and it's for like $250 million. This had to be a shock to the Trump family when this was finally announced because they did try to settle out of court as they normally do. But, but Letitia said, fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. There's criminal, you know, and of course she's only doing the civil part of it, but it looks like the, uh, um, the criminal portion of it that I think is being handled by the, uh, Oh, help me out here. It was Cy Vance. He's not there anymore. But uh, well, it's, the it's kind of a weird situation because there is the criminal uh, investigation and trials and such going on in the Manhattan district. Now, Alan right. Weisselberg, the CFO, has pled out and he's going to testify against the uh, the Trump organization, which will pretty much end up dissolving this. And he can't help but but 
testify against Donald Trump because Donald Trump is the Trump organization. This isn't a huge company where you can throw a bunch of people under the bus. That's one thing that's going on. But what she said, she's suing all these people, Donald Trump included, but then she's referring criminal charges to the Southern District of New York and the IRS. So we got the Manhattan District getting evidence from this trial because what they're investigating is the same thing as this civil trial. But then she's also referring them to the Southern District and the IRS. So shit's about to get ugly with Donald Trump. Yeah, and and interestingly enough, is he still claiming he's under audit? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't think that's working anymore. No, I don't think that's working anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't think so, which yeah, ultimately he never was. Of course, we know that it was just an excuse not to share his tax returns, which he never intended to do ever, uh, no matter what he had to say. But, well, you know, uh, there is one other aspect of this trial that that sometimes people forget about. In addition to being sued for an exorbitant amount of money, some people have said to me, well, $250 million isn't going to break a billionaire. Well, Donald Trump isn't a fucking billionaire, and $250 million is a lot of money. But more importantly, this lawsuit also calls for uh, the uh, the dissolving of the Trump organization and making it so the organization, Donald Trump, the Trump kids and the executives cannot be in business in New York for a minimum of five years. So this is pretty devastating. Yeah, it is. And when you think about it, I mean, what the, what is the Trump empire? It's really just a bunch of hotels and golf courses uh, uh, that we know of. There may be other things, but uh, that largely exist on debt. Uh, there, right, there's, right. Uh, you know, he, he, it's not like he owns these things. He has his name on them and he manages these properties, a lot of them and so forth. But, but what he actually has is not very much. And $250 million just might break the bank completely. Well, it could. It's certainly going to hobble it. I mean, I think what a lot of people try, don't remember is that Donald Trump started out technically building properties but when he got to the point when he wasn't paying back loans and filing bankruptcy six times it's a little hard to get the funding for doing these things so to a large degree what he was doing is people were funding buildings and building them and then paying him some money to stamp his name on the front of that. I'm I'm thinking that's not going to happen too much anymore. The only place he could get money was Deutsche Bank uh, but we know Deutsche Bank wasn't holding the money. It was somebody else, and it was likely Russia, because we know Deutsche Bank and Russia have uh, been accused of some money laundering. And since Donald Trump is so tied so closely to Russia, it only makes sense. Russia sends it to Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank sends it to Donald. And now Donald's beholden to um, to Russia. Exactly. I mean, it, it is a tangled web that will be slowly unwoven over time. But over over years, really, in, in you know what we need now is just get the guy locked up, uh, or or the, at the very least get him disqualified for ever running for president again, and that that will cool off some of this uh, rancor that's going around the country right now, which which really is serious. I mean. Uh, there's a small group of violent people, but uh, I mean, Timothy McVeigh blew up the uh, federal building, 
right? One guy. Well, a yeah. couple of guys involved, you know, and getting the the bomb together and so forth. But a small group of people can do a lot of damage to a lot of people. And we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, uh, lately these uh, these crazies coming out. And, and now Trump has gone full Q. We, we've got to talk about that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Here is this guy. He goes to Ohio and he does this uh, this Nazi rally where they're doing their one finger salute. I mean, this is QAnon. These are the crazies. These are the big rock crazies of the the Trump support. These yeah. people believe these this wild uh, theory that Democrats and Hollywood people and so forth celebrities are all. Extending their lives by drinking the blood of babies and Tom right. Hanks and Oprah are among them. And they actually believe this crap. And then he said the storm is coming, which is their shorthand for this big uh, uprising of Trump and his people who will execute Hillary Clinton and Obama and all these other people on live television and take over the country. That's the storm well, that he's well, talking about. The first thing I want to mention is you were talking about Timothy McVeigh and blowing up the building in Oklahoma. You know yeah. who you know who nailed Timothy McVeigh, don't you? Merrick Gardner. Merrick Garland Garland, Garland, Garland. Got, Merrick Garland got him and he hasn't lost a case. So I I I don't think Donald Trump has much of a chance. I think what we're seeing now is is what I've suggested before about somebody of Donald Trump's type, this narcissist. They get into a point where they get cornered and there's no way out. Every trick and strategy that they use is not working. So they're flailing. There's desperation. And while Donald Trump has kind of kept his distance from Q, he's probably figuring at this point, there's no fucking way out. So I'll align myself with anybody who wants to protect me. Uh, the thing about Q is I started hearing about it probably five years ago on my Facebook page. We had, these people come making these cryptic statements, didn't know what they were. And then they said something about Q and I go, okay, who the fuck cares? No idea that it would become a thing and that would be a lot of people that believe it. Donald Trump tried to stay away from Q because he knew it wasn't going to work for him. Well, now nothing is working for him and he feels like he has to latch on to this. And this is the end game. This won't go anywhere because nothing Q has said has ever come to light. Right. I mean, they, they make these predictions over and over. It's going to happen next week. It's going to happen next week. Just like Trump. It's always two weeks away, you know, yeah. no matter what. It's always two weeks away. And and nothing ever happens. And and they've got JFK Jr. supposed to still be alive and involved in this. It's just way out wacky crap that only people that are predisposed to believe rather than to think get involved in. And then, then they get involved in the group and then, you know, there's, they're patting each other on the back and, and uh, all of this stuff if they solve these little puzzles and everything. And, and it becomes immersive, just like Scientology, just like any of the other cults. That's what it is. And now he's appealing directly to them. I don't know if you've been paying too close attention to the internet as of late, but you remember the song in the 60s? It was done by a Marine or something, Barry McGuire, Eve of Destruction. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Okay. I Eve do. of Destruction. That was a big one. And I don't know if you know this right now, Ed. We today, sitting here on the 23rd of September, are sitting on the Eve of Destruction. I don't know if you heard about this, this conspiracy theory that September 24th 
all hell is going to break loose. I don't know if it's the end of the world, Donald Trump's coming back into office, or what it fucking is. But you've heard them talking about the 10 days of darkness and all this other shit, all these conspiracy theories. Well, it's supposed right. to come to pass tomorrow. Oh, shoot. And I haven't even done laundry. Right, right. Yeah, I ha- I've got shit to do. I-, I don't have time for 10 days of darkness. Jesus yeah. Christ. But you know where this came from? There was a quote from a German chancellor, whoever that is, I don't know. Um, and he was talking about how the date September 24th um, will be remembered in history. And he said Ooh. September 24th. Now, some people are saying he misspoke and he met February 24th when Russia went into the Ukraine. But of course, all the conspiracy theories uh-huh. latched onto this. And now I've decided something big's happening tomorrow. Just like Q always talks about something big's happening in two weeks. Now yeah. I've been telling people, don't fucking listen to this shit. Don't worry about this shit. I heard one other guy say, you know what's happening tomorrow? A solar flare. If it's big, it could cause some outages of electricity if it's not Mm -hmm. we might not even notice but this is what people do they take the smallest of things and they blow it up to to push along their fucking agendas and they use it to cause fear and chaos and this is a win for them so if you're sitting at home worrying about september 24th fuck that i mean listen I say September 24th, nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. Now, I will just say this. If we find out tomorrow is the end of the world, well, then I've got egg on my face, and I apologize. <laughs> but not shit's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think too many people are going to come after you for that, <laughs> if it does happen. But, uh, no, I actually had not even heard about that. I must have been in my shell here. But, yeah. you know, it all goes back uh, for, to a lot of these people. It all goes back to that that very misunderstood and, and uh, totally undecipherable book of the Bible, Revelations, which probably shouldn't be in there except some pope liked it. Yeah. And uh, um, But it, it's... Uh, there was a, a trend in the Middle East years and years and years and years ago when they uh, of apocryphal um, or apocalyptic literature. And this was one of those. It was the one that made it into the Bible. But there were hundreds of these uh, around, you know, about the end times and the end of the world and so forth. It's just that this one made it in. And there are the, all these uh, um, cryptic references to different things that everybody says, oh, well, that's got to be Russia and that's got to right. be the United States and that's got to be Australia, whatever, you know, and, and nobody, none of it is true. None of it, nobody knows what it means. It's, it's, uh, just a gobbledygook. I'm sorry. It is, you know, and, and all of these things they assign to it mean nothing, but it's great for conspiracies. Well, you it know? is. Yeah, you know, the one thing that I, one thing that will get me to stop listening to a video is when they said the predictions of Nostradamus. Now, I remember when that came out like 30 years ago, and it was kind of intriguing, kind of compelling. It was different times. And he has these quatrains, they call them, and they're very cryptic, and people are deciding and deciphering what they mean, and they make it fit whatever they want it to mean. Now, I don't know if this guy was a great sage or not, but 
people are playing off like they were. Uh, they say he did these quatrains because it was illegal to predict the future back then. I don't know. But people just want these conspiracy theories to be fucking true. And, and they never are. No, they never are. The storm never comes. The uh, none, of, none of that is ever, ever true because no one has ever yet managed to predict the future or even come close. But you can always do it in retrospect. You can always find a quatrain that says uh, that they're going to knock down the World Trade Center, both towers. The two right. towers in the great city will fall upon the heads of the people or something right, right, you know, right, right. in the quatrain. Or uh, there's a reference in one of them to uh, a, a dark prince named Hister, which, of course, Right. Uh, they they say is Hitler and so forth. And, you know, most of it, you know, they can find Napoleon. They can find this all in retrospect. Okay. Right. right. And you can find pretty much anything in retrospect. If you want to take Star Wars and break it down, you can probably predict, uh, do the same thing. Well, fuck. Okay? They're, they're, they're saying the Simpsons are predicting the future for Christ's sake. <laughs> exactly. They're pretty good at it, too. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I, I, I mean, who would ever... Who would ever think that uh, Matt Groening would be the next fucking Nostradamus, for Christ's sake? It's just... It, Maybe it's he's just... reincarnated. Yeah. I, I will tell you, you this, know. though. I think I am personally responsible for saving this country for from the end times. And, and here's my theory, and see what you think uh, about you this, Ed. Well, I do it every day, actually. All right. Now, didn't in the Bible say that when the end times came... Uh, it would come like a thief in the night. Nobody would know ahead of time. Isn't that kind of what it said? Yep. Nobody would know ahead of time. It would be yep. a surprise to everyone. So <coughs> you have to excuse me. I have a cold and for whatever reason, it's kicking up now. I'll try to uh, stay away from the mic when I do it. But anyway, um, okay. so every morning when I get up, I say to myself, oh, shit. Today is the end. This is the day that's going to be the end of days. The world is going to end today. So in my mind, my small mind, I imagine God sitting up there going, shit, he knows. It can't be today. It it can't be today because he knows it's supposed to come in the night like a thief and nobody's supposed to know. But rational boomer knows what the fuck is up. So we'll have to put it off till tomorrow. Then tomorrow comes and I do the same thing. So I think I'm saving the fucking earth at this point. Well, I, for one, uh, thank you, sir. No problem. And, uh, no problem. It's, don't it's a forget. small gesture. No, I won't forget <laughs> or sleep late. They can't yeah, do that. You they can't yeah. do that. Cause there's gotta be a cutoff point. I would imagine. So I, um, the I, I really just jumping back though, it, it still galls the crap out of me that this long after Trump was beaten in the election, which he was, and everybody knows he was, even the people who say he wasn't know he was deep down. Yeah. We're still talking about this Trump, this 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 piece of crap. Yeah. I mean, we're still dominated by what he does, what he doesn't do, what he says. You know, he goes on Hannity, and then we have to look at the clips of him saying, well, I declassified everything just by thinking about it, you know, yeah. which is insane. But um, he's still, you have to deal with it. Well, and I'm well, sick of dealing with him. Well, I'm sick of dealing with him, too. And people, a lot of Trumpers will say, well, if he's not president anymore, why are you still talking about him? Well, because he still fucking runs the Republican Party. 
shit is happening yes. because of shit he says. I've always said that the one way we can calm things down in this country is take him out of the equation, take him out of the narrative, shut that motherfucker up. And the way we can do that is with an indictment. You give him one indictment, it's going to shut this guy down. And and uh, we're going to talk about him as long as he is a factor in this country. He's hurting this country as we speak. This This top secret document risk to our national security isn't over. It's fucking ongoing, and we don't know to what extent it's ongoing. Exactly. And uh, we don't know what exactly the the people around him are doing. I mean, they've, they've thrown all of, their, all of their eggs in one basket, so to speak, and now they can't back away, or they will have no eggs. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> You know, and 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 then you you see th- these things like that keep driving me crazy. Okay, you've got Lindsey Graham say, saying, "Well, you you can't indict a former president." Bullshit. There's no rule. I mean, right. they're they're coming up with these rules. You can't indict a former president. Yes, you can. He's a criminal. Right. Indict him. Um, it was like with the you can indict a sitting president. Screw that. Either there's a law or there isn't a law. Either we're equal under the law or we're not equal under the law. If we're not equal under the law, I want to see it. I want to see it written down. I want a constitutional amendment that says the president is above the law. Then I'll leave it alone. That's not going to happen. Well, well, here's the thing. The reason people, this memo went out to uh, not indict a sitting president, because, because they were afraid it would cause chaos and division in the country and and uh, it would cause problems in the country but well, nobody it's a good in, thing they didn't do that yeah yeah <laughs> but but the thing is 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 that that was based on what we knew of presidents before this now what's going on now right. is totally unlike anything we've ever seen so if it's unlike everything we've ever seen then maybe that rule needs to be changed because it's really not appropriate for what happened they tell us that no one is above the law and and um, that's not the fact the fact is if you're a sitting president you are in fact above the law i don't care what anybody says if you commit obstruction 10 times and you don't get indicted you are above the law, and that's exactly what You're happened to Donald Trump. Law. Yeah, no question. You know, this This all goes down to also that the Republicans can never be allowed to get control of the House of Representatives ever again, and then there's a chance they will still, Yeah, yeah. unless yeah. we, every Democrat, every independent shows up and votes so that they don't, we can overcome their gerrymandering with numbers. If we can do that, if we can hold on to the House and Senate, then maybe we can keep them from ever getting it back. Because I guarantee you what's going to go, what's going to happen as soon as they're back in charge of the House of Representatives, they're going to file impeachment on uh, Biden. They're going to go after everybody they possibly can in these spurious lawsuits and 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 charges and so forth. Why? Because they love chaos and disruption because it means nothing gets done. The Republican right. Party is, uh, I mean, uh, Trump is a useful tool, a tool I use specifically, yeah. but he's being yeah. used by the oligarchs, the people with the money, the dark billionaires who are really in charge, who don't want anything done except what they want done. You know, they're, they're trying very hard to 
want very much to get rid of social, all the quote entitlements, anything that costs them a penny uh, if their businesses have to match, you know, employee contributions and so forth. Or um, I, let me give you another example. I was uh, I was on Twitter the other day and there, the, I don't even remember the exact reference and so forth, but uh, it, it had to do with with oligarchs and so forth. And uh, as someone someone mentioned uh, hedge funds and so forth that a hedge fund had bought up their grandmother's apartment complex in some city, and the rent had gone from eight hundred to sixteen hundred dollars in one month, doubled right. in essence. And right. they're doing this all over the country. Hedge funds are buying up apartment complexes and raising the rent through the roof. Right. And, um, you know, and then eventually they will, you know, it reaches a point where nobody can live there. And then they just, you know, tear it down, do something else to the property or something. But they do the same thing with trailer parks. What they're doing is they're, they're knocking people out of their homes left and right because they can't pay the rent that they right. put in place and there's nothing to stop them. And uh, someone popped in and said, the homeless can't vote. Well, that's tough. Thought, they they, they, they yeah. need a home. They need an address to vote. Exactly. So it, it dawned on me that they are that ruthless. I mean, you want a conspiracy theory. I mean, it's probably just the economics of it. Right. Right. But it has that additional benefit in that it removes a certain group of people from the voter rolls. And the fewer people you have to vote, the easier it is to manipulate, of course. Right. And the people that you're eliminating are the poorer people who probably would tend to vote Democrat. You never know. You know, I mean, I know plenty of poor people who vote Republican at election. Well, but, well, you know, the, 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 the wealthy people, the corporations will always say, uh, we we don't want all these restrictions. We want the free market to run as it's supposed to run. And bullshit. that's well and good if everybody who's in the free market is behaving ethically and, 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 and not lying and cheating and stealing and colluding with other rich people. I had a conversation with somebody in Georgia. He was a nice kid. He was trying to sell me something. Uh, we were in a store. Nice kid. He might even be listening to the podcast. But we were talking about politics, which my wife hates for me to do, but I didn't bring it up. Right. He brought it up. And he was not a fan of Donald Trump. But he says, you know, I'm I'm more of a Republican, an old Republican. I go, how do you mean? He goes, well, you know, I believe in in, in I, uh, what Ronald Reagan said. I believe in a strong military. I believe in the trickle-down theory. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. You believe in the trickle-down? theory he goes well yeah i go the trickle down theory hasn't worked for 50 years he goes well, i know i know it doesn't work uh, but it should work if 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 everybody was doing what they're supposed to do and i say you're absolutely right but if in 50 years we haven't been able to trust these people to do what they're supposed to do um it doesn't fucking work i don't care the whole theory makes no sense. Give money to rich people so they can help poor people doesn't work. I said, doesn't it make more sense to cut out the middleman and just give it to the middle class who pay most of the fucking taxes anyways? He says, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I see you have been hoodwinked all these years. You've been conditioned to believe what they say. Now we're seeing the end results of it. Maybe we should open our eyes and our ears and learn a fucking lesson and say, you know what? These lessons all these years 
were all fucking lies. So now we got to change it up completely. I don't know if I converted him or not, but in his head, and it's not his fault because he's heard it over and over, uh, the trickle-down theory is good. It's not. It's fucking never been good. And even if these people were trustworthy to do what they're supposed to do, it's still a fucking crazy-ass way to get back to what we need to do is to build up the middle class because this is what creates our economy in this country. Exactly. And, I mean, they come up with this phrase, trickle-down, trickle-down theory. But they don't explain to the people at large how this is supposed to work. Yeah, You know, is it supposed to just leak out of their pockets? Is it because they spend a lot of money? Well, it's supposed to be that they uh, they expand industry and create more jobs and so forth. And, and pay them more money. Exactly. They raise the wages and so forth. But no, very few. There have been a few altruistic uh, business owners who are in, in the many, many years since we've had industry in this country who would occasionally of their own largest raise wages. But mostly it's been fight tooth and nail. The unions did it. It wasn't right. management being nice. It was the unions being tough that, that got the increase in wages and benefits and all of that. They were hard fought for. They didn't give up anything. The upper class didn't give up anything. They never did. They never will. So it's stupid. Trickle down is stupid. It doesn't work ever. And the other thing that has happened since the 70s in this country, competition has been eliminated in pretty much every industry. I mean, when I was a kid, how many uh, auto companies were there? Uh, 20? Something like that. And uh, and makes and models within that. And it's gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. Fewer companies, fewer companies, fewer companies, larger corporations, larger corporations that aren't just in the automobile industry now, but uh, uh, they'll be in communications. They'll be in healthcare. They'll be spread all over. There is no competition to force them to lower prices, to work more effectively. There's nothing except uh, they just do whatever they want. That's what it comes down to. And competition is one of the tenets of the free market that is absolutely important. If you don't have competition, you really don't have a free market. You have a bunch of people colluding to take advantage of the people paying the bills. Exactly. Exactly. Now, we had a perfect illustration of of how trickle-down doesn't work just recently. During the pandemic, the government handed out money, literally handed out money for PPP loans. Those PPP loans were specifically to keep people working, to keep things running, in spite of the fact that the, the money wasn't there out of their own pockets. They gave them these PPP loans to pay their people and keep them in jobs. But guess what happened? They didn't fucking do it. They put no. that money in their pockets. They laid those fucking people off. And now they come back and they're surprised when nobody wants to fucking work for them. They can't find employees. That was a perfect example of making the trickle down theory work. And they still fucked it up in the middle of a crisis. Right. And it, and, and it, what doesn't happen, it doesn't trickle down. It trickles up and it doesn't really trickle. It gushes. PPP is a really good example because not only did they get these PPP loans that were supposed to go to the people to, to keep them as employees, whether they were working or not, these loans were then forgiven. Right. They were forgiven. Right. 
you know, they scream because uh, Biden gives $10,000 to student loan recipients and uh, and uh, they scream about that. But Marjorie Taylor Greene gets $180,000 PPP loan forgiven. Nobody says a thing. Matt Gates uh, gets $346,000 and and on and on and on. And there were others that got millions. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. Um, what's the, the preacher, the TV preacher? God wants you to be a billionaire yeah, through PPP loans, apparently. Yeah. But uh, Joel Olstein. I know people him. I know people who said, I really like you. I go, no, nah, he's just a fucking scammer like all the rest. Look at where he lives. Look at what he drives. Is that what God wants for him over us? He wants Joel Olstein to be better than us. I don't fucking think so. No. Well, he would say, well, I get this because I say this and you can have it, too, if you just do what I do, whatever. But yeah. anyway, he's a scammer. Obviously, they all are. But uh, um, this is this is in Minnesota right now. I don't know if you've had a chance to hear about it yet, but uh, the DOJ is going after bunches and bunches of people who scammed. I think it's two hundred and forty seven million dollars. It was yeah. supposed to go to um, child hunger. And they uh, they just took it for everything else. And uh, there's a huge number of indictments there. That yeah. are, and, that, and probably any other state in the union will find the same exact thing. Yeah, in Minnesota, I'm so proud of my home state. Forty eight people are being indicted because two hundred and fifty, two hundred sixty million dollars have been pilfered, as you said, from monies that was supposed to go to feed children. They lied, they cheated, they stole, they took the money that was supposed to feed young children, they bought expensive cars, expensive homes, expensive second homes, they lived a lifestyle of luxury on the backs of kids that are starving. That is fucking appalling. I mean, call me an extremist, but these fucking people... Stealing money is one thing, but stealing money from children that are starving, I don't give a fuck. These fuckers should be executed. Yeah, I, you know, I can't argue with you. Back when I was a news director, you know, I was also in charge of our public service and all of that. And I get used to get all these requests from these shady little fly-by-night outfits that, that they were supposedly to help with voter registration, to addiction. You name it, whatever you could come up with. Uh, They all had a good cause attached to them. And uh, uh, I had to be really careful because sometimes there would be somebody who I knew who had a fairly good reputation who was in some way attached to it. Um, Often I would found when I talked to them that, well, yeah, I gave them some money. What are they saying that I'm in the you know, part of it. No, no, I'm not. And, uh, you know, you had to research pretty much every one of them, especially if they were somehow or other tied into helping disadvantaged people, because a goodly portion of them were simply scams because they knew that if they could get a PSA of some sort on our air in the radio station, a fairly well known and well thought of uh, public radio station, then that gave them legitimacy. Right. So a part of my job was being very conscientious about checking up on anything like that before I had anything to do with it. And I actually got scammed a couple of times. Well, and, and it, uh, it's easy to do. You get somebody with a suit, a nice voice, a professional repartee, 
uh, a nice header, a letterhead. I mean, these people go to extremes to create legitimacy for themselves with the only intent of putting money in their fucking pocket. And they're everywhere. Uh, I think we need to be more, uh, there needs to be more accountability with these people as opposed to giving them a slap on the wrist. There needs to be some serious consequences for people that do this because they are stealing money from normal people like you and me and then putting it in their pocket for their own benefit. And and they're yeah. doing it on the backs of some charity that truly needs the money. I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the TV show Inventing Anna. It's a series. It's based on a true story about this this young girl from Germany who created the illusion yeah. that she was this very, very wealthy person who was trying to put together a foundation and so forth. And all she really did was be able to name drop. She would, right. she would we, we, be able to get invitations to parties. She would meet people there. She would mention other people she knew. And, and she got millions of dollars uh, well, given to her for this purpose just by being um just by being clever enough to do that to play one person off against another in both cases where i was fooled it had to do with the former state legislature legislator being involved in it right. one they were in one case they were innocent in another they were flat out part of it you know so um now, you have to be really careful about that stuff and there just aren't enough watchdogs unfortunately well, you know, it's interesting you bring up that Anna Delvey story because that, that was one story that kind of pissed me off. But uh, see if you can connect with this comparison. I made it on the previous podcast and on a TikTok. And now that you mentioned this Anna Delvey, she kind of fits that same mold. My wife and I were in Georgia and we were binging a TV show. We didn't know what to watch. My wife, like, like a lot of women, likes the murder shows, you know, Forensic Files, uh, uh, 2020, Dateline, all that stuff. She watches that all the time, which kind of troubles me because I think at this point she's learned how to make the, uh, create the perfect murder. And I don't know if that's problematic for me or not, but if, if I don't show up one day, you may want to check the wife because she's, <laughs> she's got the skills now. But anyway, she wanted to watch this series about Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer is a horrific story. He's a horrific human being. We know how it went. We know how it ended up. And, but I kept watching this thing and it kept pissing me off. And I don't know why I was pissed off about it. And then I realized toward the end what was making me angry about this. Because here's Jeffrey Dauber. He starts out doing weird shit as a kid, doing autopsies on roadkill. He, he sexually assaults somebody. He's involved in indecent exposure at a state fair. He's drugging guys and... uh all these Normal weird teenage circles. activity, right? Yeah, typical teenage <laughs> activity. But all this stuff is going on for decades with Jeffrey Dahmer. And I look at his parents. I look at his grandmother. I look at the police. And I look at uh, the judges. And it's all the same. The whole time this is going on, well, you scamp. That's not a good thing. We don't want to ruin your life, so we'll give you another chance. Or, oh, we might be at the last straw, Jeffrey. You're a bad boy. He gets kicked out of school. He gets kicked out of college. He gets kicked out of the army. Oh, this might be a bridge too far, but he got away with it all the time. He talked his way out of it. He bullshitted, and people gave him a pass every time. 
That's what happened to Anna Delvey. She was kind of cute. She claimed to be rich. She could talk the talk. And every time she got in trouble, she was fucking bailed out. Now, see if this doesn't sound like somebody else we know. Donald mm-hmm. Trump. Yep. From the time he was a born with a silver spoon in his mouth, he did nothing but fail, did horrific things, and he was always bailed out. Yep. But here's the problem with that. All these people that live their lives doing horrible things, becoming monsters in one realm or another, um, they get away with it for a long time. But there's always an end, and it's always a crash. Jeffrey Dahmer, the story ended up with a happy note there because he was bludgeoned to death in jail. Good for him. And Adelvi got caught, got sent to jail. And now Donald Trump is in the same situation. His bullshit, his power is gone, he's got nothing, and he's about ready to crash. Donald Trump, his parents, all the people around him, the Russians, the fucking North Koreans, the Saudi Arabians have enabled this piece of shit for decades, but now it's all coming to a head. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect analogy, really. And and, and I guess the reason that it keeps happening is that often the authorities are so overwhelmed. You know, for every Jeffrey Dahmer, there's 20 more. And, and you know, they're moving pieces of paper. And, and they're, they're, uh, uh, they just want to go home and have a beer. You know, they, they want to get it done. And um, stuff falls through the cracks. And that's, yeah. that's the same thing with Trump. I mean, the, the regulatory agencies, the investigators, they're overwhelmed. And, and this guy's a golden boy and he's, he's good, good with the gab and he's glad handing and, and all of this. And, and, and to risk your career to try to take somebody like that down takes a great deal of intestinal fortitude. Right. And it takes, it takes somebody like a Merrick Gardner, Garland. I don't know why I'll keep wanting to call him Gardner, but uh, Merrick, we'll go with Gar- Merrick. Uh, it takes uh, um, somebody that focused to uh, to be able to do it in the long run, or or Letitia, uh, or uh, um, the others that are going out on a limb, just bringing charges and 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 testifying. And yeah. and uh, all of these people who testify immediately are beset with horrible threats against them. I mean, it's like, if you look at Putin, uh, yet another guy fell down some stairs and died. You know, yeah. a, a big Russian oligarch. There's like three this week, <laughs> you know, and there's not going to be many left when it, before it's all over. But well, uh, that's, Some people have said to me, you know, I think when it's all said and done, that Donald Trump uh, may be connected to a lot of tragedies for individuals people who have been destroyed maybe even killed i don't know that might be a conspiracy theory but i'll be honest with you donald trump will stop at nothing to benefit or protect himself so i think that's possible we may i mean we know he sexually assaults women at the very least yeah what else might he be involved in and this is the thing there's another the woman that uh uh she's suing him the one who I think was going to sue him for rape that, that stepped back from it is now suing him for something else along the same, a different name for the same thing. So that's back in the works. E. Jean so Carroll. Another, e. e. Jean Carroll. Yes. She's suing yeah. him for defamation. Yes. So that's back in the works. And uh, there's, you know, the, 
we know that he has done a lot. We know he's mob. We know he's had tremendous connections with the mob for years and years and years through his lawyers and so forth. And we also know he's a sociopath and that we know everything he does is transactional. He has to win. He has yeah. to win and crush the opponent. It can't be that you have a normal business relationship. Somebody has to be the winner. And, and as you pointed out earlier, he didn't pay people. No. He, would, he would just refuse to pay and tie them up in court for years and years and years. They finally throw up their hands and say, right. you know, I'm done. Well, Don, Donald Trump has one characteristic that is unusual for a narcissist and a sociopath. He's also very stupid. Yes. I mean, he's ignorant. The problems he's having now are largely due to his opening his mouth. I tell you what, we're going to talk about that uh, right after the break here. We're going to take a, take a minute or so, and we'll be right back. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. We are back. I have Ed with me on the Rational Boomer podcast. And, you know, as I look at uh, the situation with Letitia James, the attorney general in New York, finally getting ready to sue Donald Trump, his kids, the executives and the organization, uh, finally. And I say finally because Donald Trump has been committing these crimes for decades and decades and decades. And you have to wonder why this has not come to pass before now. Why is it taken literally 40, 50 years to get this guy on the crimes he's been committing all along. And I have to wonder if it's not similar to what we saw with the, remember the Enron story, too big to fail, too big to fail. Mm -hmm. People would buoy him up because it would bring down too much other shit. So he would just get away with everything. And then of course, things start to come apart at the seams and, you know, Donald Trump has become very used to doing and saying whatever he is, is it on his mind, and then having somebody help fix it underneath him so that he can continue on and continue to make money and be famous and all this other shit. But what's happening with uh, with this document situation, him stealing top secret documents, presumably selling them or showing them to adversarial and enemy countries. Now, this This is pretty black and white. This is highly illegal. So what does Donald Trump do? He says, we want to delay, distract, divert, whatever. Now, that's fine. That does cost some time. But ultimately, um, ultimately, the cow's got to come home. It doesn't fix the situation. It just delays the situation. So with these documents, he doesn't want the FBI looking any deeper at them, even though It is highly illegal and very dangerous to our national security. So he says, I want a special master. So they give him a special master. He wants this specific special master. So he gets that specific special master. And he presumes that this special master will be like that sycophant judge that put him in this situation anyway and side with Donald Trump simply because he's a Republican or quote-unquote conservative. Unfortunately, this judge 
is actually a judge, actually knows what the fuck's up, and has actually dealt with national security. So he says to them, look, you say some of these documents were planted or that these documents were declassified. How about showing me some proof? You got to show me some proof. And they say, well, no, we got to use that in a criminal trial if we have a criminal trial. And he says, look, fucks, you're the one that filed the lawsuit. It's on you to prove that this shit is happening. And they can't. And they say they won't, which may end this thing before it even fucking starts. And it's absolute proof as they want to delay and delay. But eventually the end comes and they still have to pay the price. Yeah, I'm really surprised they actually agreed on this judge. Uh, obviously, as you say, both Trump and his lawyers wanted a stooge, somebody that would just go along with it. And uh, they were hoping that the appeals court, likewise, would be uh, amenable to what they wanted to do because it had a bunch of Trump people on it. Unfortunately, as in what happened right or fortunately for us, right after the election, when they were putting up all these bogus lawsuits all over the country and the justices, many of whom were appointed by uh, Trump, said, no, <laughs> you've got to have evidence. You just can't allege these things. You've got to show me something in order for us to have this. In order to have standing, you've got to have some sort of evidence to go along with it, not just some wacko theories. And, right. and that, that's what's happening here. When you come up against real jurists who really do understand the law and so forth, um, that's what happens. I, I don't know where he keeps finding these lawyers who are willing to uh, risk their careers. Right. Exactly. Risk their careers in order to, to have that little bit of, uh, I suppose, fame or something, get their name out there or something, think they'll get more clients or something. But they know he's not going to pay them, probably because he doesn't have the money to pay them. Most of his money right now is coming from him scamming his followers and, and asking for money on every communication he sends out. Right. But a lot of that he, in theory, cannot ever use because it is campaign related um, or it's related to his, uh, um, you know, he asked for money to help with his legal cases, I guess. I don't know what all he asked for it for. Um, I'm not in comp I'm not in communication with it, but uh, it's um, pretty ridiculous. Well, now people people will always say, "Oh, Donald Trump's so smart; he's paying, playing 3D chess, and he's doing all this other stuff." That's not the case, as I've said. Donald uh -huh. Trump is stupid. His only strategy is to keep throwing shit against the wall, delay it, and run out the clock, and hopefully get off by a technicality because he's run out the clock. Unfortunately. There is no time limit on this current clock. If it takes till 2025, that clock is still running because the DOJ isn't going to stop doing this until there's some resolution. Uh, so now he's in a position where he's done something all his life, like we were talking about before, and now it's not going to work. He's not smart right. enough to come up with something else. He doesn't have a fucking defense. The time, the end is coming. And I feel he knows that, so he's going to try uh, even crazier shit. And we know he is. He's making calls out to his people by saying, right. well, if you indict me, that's going to be bigger problems than we've ever seen in this country. And that's code for you fuckers better get out there and fight. Or, yeah. or, or, you know, he's making ridiculous claims. I wouldn't even be surprised 
if somehow they try to appeal this special master, but I don't know how they can, because you know what else happened? The judge, the judge, well, he asked for it, but the judge who made this stupid decision, she backtracked on it and said, okay, you go ahead and investigate those things. So now that the um, DOJ has the free reign to go through the top secret documents like they should have had all along, you can bet they're stepping on the fucking gas now. And they're going to go through everything as quickly as possible and come to a resolution as quickly as possible. So Donald Trump doesn't have yet another chance to fuck things up. Well, that's the other thing. You know, he keeps saying, I declassified it, I declassified it, which he didn't get around to saying right away. No, he was they planted evidence. They did this. They did that. It was all my stuff. It was news clip, whatever. He had a 100 different excuses. He never said he declassified them until recently. But what no one has ever none of his lawyers, not him, no one, no one has been able ever been able to bring forward someone from an agency involved with that particular uh, document, let's say. No, whether it's the military or or whatever it is, that's top secret. No one has come forward and said, oh, yeah, he declassified that, which he would have had to do. He would have had to notify them it was declassified. And no one has been able to do that. He's not been able to do that. Yeah, he goes uh, on. He goes on Sean Hannity and, and he's asked that question. He says, yeah, I can declassify anything anytime I want. All I have to do is even think about it. The moment I send it out of the White House, it's declassified, which is absolute bullshit. Everybody knows it's bullshit. The people in his own administration have said, yeah, he never he never did anything like that. The interesting thing, too, is that in the motions to the. Uh, special master into the courts. They never say he declassified anything. They kind of talk no. in circles and say, well, he could have. He certainly has the option to do that, but he never said they did it because they know that would be a lie. And then these lawyers would lose their licenses and be sanctioned for fucking ever too. So they aren't going to do that. But now they have a deadline. They got to either put up yeah. or shut up and they're going to have to fucking shut up. And if they shut up, that pretty much ends everything. Yeah, I, I think so. And and we we will we will see what they try to come up with then. As you pointed out, Trump himself is not bright. He keeps shooting himself in the foot left and right. But but early on he had uh uh Roy Cohn right as right. as his mentor. Uh the sleazy one of the sleazier lawyers who's ever existed who who learned to do just that. Use the legal system to uh, to play, yeah. uh, play the legal system to delay to make people run out of money. If you can delay them long enough, they'll give up because they're not going to throw good money after bad and so forth. He learned those lessons, but he hasn't had a Roy Cohn in a long time now. No, and, uh, and uh, if he had, he might not have wound up where he is. But he's been on his own trying to trying to use those lessons that he learned. And unfortunately, he got too big. He got too, um, he reached too high. And that, that's, a, that's a, uh, um, a continuing theme in mythology is always that uh, the, the tragic flaw in, in, that Shakespeare used in, in his kings and so forth, they always reach too high. Yeah. If they stay where they should, they can endure, but ultimately they reach too high 
and they get too close to the sun and their wax wings melt and they fall back to earth. And that's exactly what's happening here. It's a continuing theme in mythology and in literature because it's true, because we see it happen over and over and over again, whether it's Napoleon or the English kings or, or Donald Trump. Well, when you and- reach too high. It also reminds me of another phrase that was pretty common in the 70s. I think there was a book and maybe a movie about it. It's called The Peter Principle. Oh, yeah. That that means raising to your own level, level of incompa- in, in, right. incompetence. incompetence. Yeah. And that's what he did. I mean, when he was, you know, and, and, and I've said this all along, Donald Trump, I said this in 2015 or 2016, at some point, Donald Trump will look back and say the worst thing he ever did was run for president. Oh, absolutely. Because he could have he could have flown under the radar faking being rich and bullying people for the rest of his life. But once he became more exposed and now he's going up against the likes of the US government and uh he can't run them out of money. He can't run them out of time. I don't care who you are in this country. We've seen the biggest to the baddest. The government can take you fucking down and put you on your knees in very quick fashion. Absolutely. And that's that's exactly what's going to happen. And he never, I, I will, to my dying day and beyond, I will, I will believe that he never intended to win. He no, never I don't thought think so. that he would win. He never thought he'd get the nomination. He could scream about the process being um, crooked and so forth all along, and then and and wheedle people out of money because of it, and go around and make speeches and hold rallies and all of this bullshit, you know, and and find a way to scam it into money for him. But he never intended to win. But once he did, he found that okay, this gives me some screen. You know, well, you can't, you can't, yeah, he, and, and he, he enjoyed having his, well, what was he, you know, when he was, uh, in Ohio the other day, uh, you know, he talks about JD Vance. Well, JD said some bad things about me years ago, but that was before he knew me and then he fell in love. And now JD's kissing my ass. Yeah. He says this about got the guy that's sitting right there and Try- it's true. He deserved it. But that's the kind of thing he does. He enjoys this ability to stick in the knife and twist it on anybody he thinks has ever done him a wrong. Absolutely. Well, you know, the thing is, I always look at Donald Trump as kind of a wild animal. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't have any strategies. He doesn't have any plan for the future. He's just reactive now. Something happens. He jumps on it. Like you say, he probably wasn't planning to win the presidency, but when the media kind of made him their darling and showed him all over the place, and uh, it looked like he might have a chance to win the presidency just off the top of his head, he said, fuck it, I can do that. Yeah, let's push that now. And and that's how he does everything. And because he does everything like that, he continues to fail. That's why he failed in business. That's why he's failed in uh, as president. And that's why he's failed this country. He just reacts. And unfortunately, everything he reacts to is just to cover his ass, save his ass, or benefit him. That's all he looks at. And that is a very flawed human being. And ultimately, it catches up with him. 
Right, and, and he is the perfect figure. He was the perfect figure to exploit the, the horrible morass that has become the American media. I right. mean, it started with Nixon. He went to Wall Street to get his, or not Wall Street, he went to Madison Avenue to get his advisors. I mean, these were guys that knew how to sell soap, and right. they, he brought them in to sell a president, and it worked. They came up with a new Nixon, just like they did the new Coke, and he slid right in, uh, and uh, it wasn't until his own uh, stupidity, really, uh, brought him down, uh, not trusting that he would be reelected and so forth. And he might not have been, but uh, if he had just not done what he did, then he might have been reelected. Uh, he guaranteed, well, he was reelected. <laughs> what am I saying? He was reelected, but... Uh, um, if Not he for had very just long. left water, yeah, he would have. If he had left Watergate alone, he would have been fine, right? And then you have Reagan, where the, it was all well. Marshall McLuhan summed it up when he said the medium is the message, and it's true. I mean, they made Reagan into this grandfatherly wise figure when he was nothing but a two bit actor who sold out everybody who ever came anywhere near him, right. and and they continued to do that, and ultimately. Uh, reality TV becomes the, which isn't, of course, but that's what they call it. Reality TV became all the rage, and Donald Trump was right in the mix. I mean, he came out of reality TV. He was a failed, washed up, uh, nothing but bankruptcies kind of businessman that nobody legitimate would touch. And they created this image of this savvy, ruthless businessman. And uh, and he carried that into the White House. It was all media hype. There was no truth behind any of it. And that people cannot see that drives me crazy. Well, you took the worst of this country and Donald Trump had the highest profile of the worst. And that's where his success was. It's interesting that you made the comparison between Richard Nixon and New Coke because they both yeah. ended up the same fucking way. Gone. Yeah. Fucking gone. Well, it's the image, not the reality. I mean, oh, new Coke, great, sounds great, looks refreshing. Ooh, this tastes like crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it uh, they get you for a little while, but it doesn't endure. And then that's exactly what Trump is. Once you take a sip, you go, ooh, this tastes like crap, because well, and, you see what he is. And I think that's the problem with our government and what it's become, and it's come to a even worse level than we've ever seen before. People think that when you look at our Congress and you look at our government, that these are professionals working to better the country and working to help us. That's their job. Theoretically, we know that's their job, but it's nothing like that. It's nothing more than a fucking show. It's a show to try to get you to side with them, regardless of whether they are right, wrong, doing good or doing bad. It's a show. And people like the general public gets sucked into it. They believe everything they're told. And then we're hurt when we find out they were lying to us. Well, the important thing to understand is they're always lying to us. And we're not talking about Republicans only. We're talking about Democrats too, because they've had their share of fucking lies. Yeah. And you can see what gets prosecuted and what doesn't, what, uh, what gets ignored and, and what doesn't when we know we may have, we know hedge funds and private equity funds are destroying the companies. Uh, I mean, they're destroying the country. They're, they're latching onto industries, milking them dry and leaving husks behind. We see that happening. 
but because politicians get a big payday from it, because the hedge fund managers become insanely wealthy very, very quickly, they can devote all the money they want to to buying a few senators, a few congressmen here and there to just move things along the way. And as you say, they pretty much all do it. I just saw a thing the other day uh, where they were talking about um, uh, senators and congressmen who uh, profited from stock trades and businesses they were regulating or investigating or somehow or other had business before them. Um, my own congressperson, Diane Harshbarger, 17 different trades were marked. Right. That she had insider information on and she made these trades. She maintains and, and the, the junior senator from Tennessee, Garrity, uh, same thing. Not quite as many, but they, they say, oh, well, all our stuff is in a blind trust. We have a broker who manages our uh, stocks and we don't know what they're doing. And it just so happened they sold this or bought this, and then I profited from it. We know that's bullshit. They have a phone. They can call the broker and say, hey, take a look at this. Click. You know, that's all it takes. And why is it Congress people, people in Congress, always benefit, and uh, they always say, oh, it was just dumb luck. That's a lot of fucking dumb luck every goddamn day. Yeah, I mean, you look at Joe Biden, and he's one of the poorer people around. Yeah. Uh, that tells me he's fairly honest, to be honest with you. And uh, But all of these people, I mean, uh, I'm hearing that uh, Lauren Boebert um, is like, has $41 million after less than two years as a congresswoman. And she has um, a restaurant that's in fucking bankruptcy. How's that right. possible? Well, she's getting all this money from going around and making these speeches to these uh, different, you know, she could probably get a million dollars a speech, and that's all she does. And She, she has she, no legislation. Marjorie no. Taylor Greene, same thing. You know, the, she's the only thing she's done is tried to impeach Biden about 17 times, you yeah. know, to no effect. And, and Lauren Boebert isn't even on any fucking committees. She can't uh, do anything. Well, no, that's green. Marjorie oh, green. Green's well, same th- same difference. They don't accomplish anything. They're fucking no. dead weight in Congress. Lauren Boebert still has appointments. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's scary. And it, well, look at um, what's his name, uh, Matt Gates. Jim. Well, Jim. Well, Gates is a good one, but Jim Jordan. He's been there for years and has never had a piece of legislation. Yeah. He hasn't even put one in, much less has one pass. <laughs> You know, I mean, all they do is run their mouths. Well, it's true. And and it's been more apparent and more egregious since Donald Trump got into office. But this kind of bullshit has been going on for decades. People scamming the system for their own benefit to the detriment of all of us. And it's been Republicans and it's been Democrats. It's been independents. It's all been doing that. And that's part of the reason why Donald Trump got elected. People got sick of, as they say, the swamp or the establishment. Hillary Clinton, they thought, represented the establishment. So we thought we'd get somebody from the outside to clean this shit up. And clearly that didn't work. All he did is bring all this shit to light, which may be a positive thing. Now that we know and we have proof that these people are less than ethical, uh, maybe we can finally do something about it. I hope so. I, I don't I don't know. People have to be continue to stay tough. Even when we take down Donald Trump and the Republicans, we've got to stay be diligent 
and have our have our foots on the necks of all politicians to make sure they do what they're supposed to do. Absolutely, and but I I have uh, trepidations that that will happen. I mean, uh, the Senate and the House could do that. They could try to clean things up with with ethics uh, uh, legislation and so forth, and th- they could say that. We're taking dark money out of politics. We're taking all money out of politics. Henceforth, all politicians will be given an, an, an amount of money from the government to fund their campaigns. They can't have any other money. They can't even put their own money into it. We're going to level the playing field, you know, but, but, but they'll all scream. I want to do these great things, but I have to have money to get in. So right. if I'm a Clinton, I go to Swanson's and I, I get money from them. And then when I'm in, okay, I hear about this legislation. I'll have Swanson's. So who's that going to hurt if that legislation gets passed, right. even though it allows them to pollute this one river? I mean, it's one river. Yeah. And in the meantime, I'm doing so much good here. I mean, it's really easy. It's really easy to justify that stuff. And as long as there's money in politics, it will happen. There should be no corporate contributions. There should be, you can, uh, you know, Aunt Kelly sends you $50. Great. That's what you should have to work on. Plus the little bit that the government gives you and make it an even playing field and, and, and shorten the, uh, the camp. Don't make the campaign for president a year. Make it three months. That's plenty of time. Yeah. Have debates every week, you know. Let's 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 get people involved in the civics of it. You know, well, it's, well, uh, well, well, right now it's so boring and convoluted, and we have people telling lies all right. the time. Well, look at it this way: corporations cannot vote for president, so why should they be able to donate money? Individuals can vote for president, but there should be a limit on how much money they can. Send, and there should be a limit to whatever candidate well, has in theory, to spend. In theory, there is. Yeah, but it doesn't work that way. It doesn't yeah, the, work. The, that way. No, I mean they all have these packs. Let me, they donate to the pack, and then the pack spends the money. Yeah, we know there's all kinds of tricks, right? Let me throw out a cynical point of view and see what you think about it, because you're a Democrat. I'm not a Democrat. I'm right. I'm just about the people, um, but. Okay. Now the Democrats are saying we want to do this for the middle class. We want the ACA. We want the, the uh, build back better. We want all these things. And they do this because they know it's the one thing that's contrary to the Republicans who will help them win votes. Let's say the midterms happen. The Democrats get a wider margin in the House and they maintain control of the House. They maintain control of the Senate. And they get a wider margin there. Now they have all the power. They have the House, the Senate, and the the presidency. Do they yeah. still work as hard uh, to trying to get the Build Back Better bill pass or any of these other things? Or do they think, well, we got our fucking power. Let's sit back on our laurels. Let's slow this down a little bit. This could be crazy giving these middle class folks a lot of money. In the back of my mind, I can see that happening, and it pisses me off when I think about it. Well, uh, there are there are there's at least uh, there there. Uh, let me put it this way: there are several people out there, economists, who will argue for a maximum wage. With, yeah. And what they mean is that when the the middle class gets too much money, they cause problems. They do <laughs> things like uh, uh, you, you know make the 
the senators and the congressmen pass legislation that benefits labor or they they, God they do forbid. things like uh, maybe universal health care or something like that, which would you know destroy both the industry and the medical industry as it is now and force them to be uh, affordable in, in right. some way or other. Um, so, yeah. I, they will have to be forced to do it. I, I'm, I'm a Democrat only in opposition to Republicans. I mean, I, Me too. I'm probably more of a of a um, independent or a little bit to the left of yeah, a little bit to the left of Democrats. Uh, I, I won't say progressive Democrat because that lumps me in with some people I'd rather not be in, in with. But um, that's not to say I like Bernie. I like others. But I don't agree with everything they have to say, uh, especially in, in some social things. But anyway, I'm, I'm kind of maybe I'm an independent who leans left, yeah. uh, something along those lines. I've voted for Republicans in a couple of cases, but but not often uh, because uh, we just don't agree. But uh, no, they will not. It will not be uh if, if we have a blue wave and we get a completely blue Senate and, and House, we can make some changes that help. But there we see the cinemas and the mansions and there are others in the Democratic Party who, even though they may not call themselves conservatives, in some cases will be or they will be so tied into some sort of industry or something that they will not be able to uh, bring themselves to go along with legislation that would benefit everybody because they're protecting this one industry, right. whether it be coal or nuclear or uh, even even wind or solar. I mean, if if you're doing that to the detriment of the people, uh, you've got to uh, you've got to see what helps your constituents the most and go with that. And all of your constituents, not just the ones who voted for you. Right. Well, you know, a good example of this is the filibuster. Right now, the yeah. Republicans want to keep the filibuster, and that makes sense because they're in the minority group. They want some power to shut down the people with the power. But if that should change and the Democrats end up in the minority and the Republicans end up in the majority, then they'll say, oh, no, we got to keep the filibuster. They'll, the people who said we need to get rid of the filibuster will be the same people that say, oh, we need to keep it. And it's all about yeah. protecting their own best interest. And, the, and and I get why you do that. You don't want the Republicans to run roughshod or the Democrats to run roughshod and do whatever they want. But the bottom line is, is when, when that filibuster exists, nothing gets done. And that's fine for the members of Congress, but nothing gets done for this country or for us. So while we might risk having the Republicans run roughshod while they have power, um, without the filibuster, we've got to do it because what they do should determine on who we vote for. And eventually it will even out. But that filibuster, whoever's for it now will be against it when the situation changes. And that's how much integrity our politicians have. Yeah. And, and there's other things that figure in too. maintaining the power, as you say, is paramount. Uh, I remember the uh, TV show, The West Wing, which, uh, uh, you know, was not perfect, but I really enjoyed it. And I did get some insights from it. I think it was uh, in the second or third season when uh, the president was running for reelection and they brought in a new team uh, to help with that. And they were kind of in conflict with uh, his older advisors sometimes. And uh, 
well, one of the one of the regulars, one of the older guys, uh, had uh, managed to get money for some particular program. He'd gotten the votes together and the bill had passed and he came in and was happy about it. And one of the the other consultants that had brought in and came came over and said, you fucked up. He yeah. says, what do you mean? I got the money. And he goes, yeah, you got the money, but you lost the issue. We needed that issue for this campaign. Right. Now you've got the money. You can fund that program, but uh, you cost us the issue that we could go to the people and rev them up, get contributions and so forth. So you screwed up by doing that. Uh, he was doing what he should have done. He was serving the constituents, but from the sense of getting reelected, he was messing up. So well, it, there's all of that kind of stuff, too. Well, it's similar to the, uh, the, the Roe v. Wade thing. For yes. decades, the Republicans campaigned and fundraised on Roe v. Wade. So now they overturn Roe v. Wade, and that's the only thing they campaign and fundraise on. So they're fucked. They, 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 the dog caught the truck. Well, there's a corollary to that, too, though, is that the Democrats, although they on several occasions had both the House and Senate and presidency and a favorable court, I might add, uh, failed to codify Roe v. Wade in law, which they should have done. In, right. in his first campaign, Obama campaigned on that idea of doing that. But then afterward, he said, well, to be honest with you, because of the it's settled law and so forth. It's not a priority. And we're doing this first. And of right. course they never got around to it. Right. So they, they want the, they wanted the issue just as much as the Republicans did because it gave them something to fight against too. They both wanted the issue more than they wanted it solved. Whether you're in a negotiation dealing with a kid or dealing in politics, a threat is its strongest before you actually take action on that threat. People yep. don't like the unknown. They're scared of the unknown. If that threat is there, they'll make decisions. But once that threat has been realized, they've now settled down. Okay, well, I've got nothing to lose now. They've already done this. So it's going to work against them. If you're going to make a threat or hold leverage over somebody's head, the moment you use that leverage, you lose all power. And that's what the Republicans yeah. did with this fucking situation with Roe v. Wade. And they know it. They fucked up. They should have never caught the truck because it's not working for them. It's working against them, and it's going to cost them elections. Well, I know this. If we get the Blu-ray, which I hope we do, and I feel confident, Knockwood, that we will, the first thing that the Democrats have to do is codify Roe v. Wade. Absolutely. It's got to happen. Absolutely. That's the first thing. And if uh, no quibbles, nothing, because otherwise they will prove themselves to be nothing but hollow. And uh, you don't want that. You have to maintain that difference between the two parties, because right now it's very obvious. We see what the Republicans are for. We see what they're against and the same for the Democrats. So it's, it's, it's put up or shut up time. It if is. you get the blue wave, you better act on it. If you get the blue wave, there's two other things you got to do. Codify Roe v. Wade, certainly. Next, you got to yep. get a get a, 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 a gun control bill passed. You got to yep. get a police bill passed. You yep. got to pass Build Back Better in its entirety. Yep. And you've yep. got to get something figured out 
with uh, with healthcare because at this point you know you've got two years of free reign to do what you want. If, if if these fuckers don't get on their bicycle and start working hard for the next two years, I have to question my support for any Democrat. Yeah, at, at that stage of the game, they would prove that the two parties are alike, like a lot of people do think. I tend to think that's not exactly true, but it it uh, um, it would prove uh, that it is true. The other things they have to do, I think, are um, I don't think there's anything they can think anything they can do about the electoral college, but I think because that will that would take a constitutional amendment, and we don't have the state legislatures to get that done. Right. I do think we can get rid of the filibuster, and I do think we can expand the court. Absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's the other thing we got to do. We got to expand the court. That should have been done some time ago. Uh, it's it's it's. And I'll agree with you one thing. Democrats are better than Republicans. There's no question about yeah. that. They're more for the people than the Republicans. But I'm not sure the Democrats are as good as people think they are. That's my well, problem. Well, they're not. And the part of the problem is that, that that it's not, neither party is uniform in the sense that they're the same everywhere. I, I am a federalist in that I think federal government should have power over the states. I think states are an anachronism that should have gone away long ago. I don't see the need for them other than delivering services, and they've gotten in the way of that even. Right. Um, maybe have bigger, I call them interest zones or something like that, the South, the Midwest, New England, whatever, where where they can uh, work together as units to to do certain things, but but there has to be the, a uniformity of law. You can't have uh, marijuana legal in one state and illegal in another. You can't. Absolutely. I can't stand on one side of State Street in Bristol, Virginia, and smoke a joint and wave at the cops on the other side who right. will arrest me if I cross the street. I'm sorry, that can't happen. Um, I can't go to a, a, a weed shop in Denver and then worry when I get off the train, wherever I'm going, if I'm going to be busted, you know, I mean, that, right. that's just, a just as an example, the same, uh, can I get an abortion in Kansas? No. Can I get one in Minnesota? Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, this is insane. It uh, is, it is gonna, pretty insane. There has to be uniformity of law. There has to be. And if you have to destroy every state government to do it, so be it. I don't have a problem. And if you want to see the diversity in any political party, all you have to do is look at the U.S. Senate. You have a senator in Bernie Sanders and a senator in Joe Manchin, both in the Democratic Party. So there's got to be some kind of middle ground there where everybody agrees and gets things done. Well, Ed, I know you got other shit to do and we're running long. So uh, I want to thank you for stopping by. No doubt we'll talk again next week and see where we're at with this shit show we call America. Yeah. One thing I just wanted to bring your to you that I saw this morning and yesterday, Jenny Thomas and Pence have both agreed to speak with the January 6th committee now. You think the pressure's getting to them? You think think they're saying no way out? Yeah. I didn't know about Pence. I knew about Jenny, so that's good to hear about Pence. That, that popped in yesterday, and I, I have I've seen only it only from one source, but um, it was a good source. So I'm, I'm thinking it's going to happen. So the creepy mannequin 
and the crazy water buffalo are going to testify. I love it. Yeah, pretty right. much. It's, and uh, we'll see what happens, as they say. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Ed, thank you very much for coming by. I appreciate it. We will talk to you again next week. We'll watch and see what happens. For those of you listening, I hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time. Next time.